0: Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast Today on Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast So you know the drill by now, there'll be something from the last week And then basically whatever I've been doing, watching TV, watching movies, playing games wise So yeah, um, if you're not watching us on YouTube, jump over to YouTube and check us out There's usually something over there, whether it's a video or uh, a lovely picture to look at So uh, have a look at us on YouTube so here we go. this is cookie cast, the darkest timeline podcast. <coughs> Guess who's sick sick, sick, sick again again cookie sick, sick. Sick, tell your friends. <sighs> I mean, would it be a day ended in Y? Would it be a podcast? Would it be any possible combination of things if I wasn't sick? I don't know what you're thinking. You're thinking maybe, but the answer is no, because apparently my job in life is to be sick. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Second week running, second podcast running. That I am unwell. It's cold this time, so you'll be treated to no doubt sniffing. Um, there may be some nose blowing. Um, oh, wait! Here it comes. Ready? <coughs> there might even be some sneezing. Um and i mentioned this last week um last week was sort of like a bit of a question sort of thing uh, at this point in time it is now a plead for help if anybody knows a method a way hints and tips any of that to try and increase my immune system please email message just any of that sort of stuff please 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 let me know um, yeah the shortest version on that one is I, I can't carry on like this it's it's just beyond a joke at this point in time anyway oh yeah that' that's gonna sound amazing. A little bit of a um, disclaimer, every every now and then (coughs) I become quite aware that a podcast I'm about to do is very heavy on certain subjects and I become very aware that uh, not everybody tunes in for everything. Um, At this point in time, If you don't tune in for stand-up comedy, this one is going to be quite heavy in the stand-up comedy. But, um, not exclusively, I've watched a few series. I've watched... uh, No, that's not even true. I'm lying to you. I've watched, like, documentaries. Um, I've watched a series uh there's talk about some games talk about uh, like a couple of bits from the week but there is I have watched a lot of stand up in the last week so um I'll let you know when we get there and if you want to skip through that if you're not into uh the stand up stuff as much there fair warning um so stand up comedy um my go-to for stand-up is Netflix. Um, I go in sort of ups and downs with Netflix. Uh, there's been a couple of times in the last year where I've been like, I'm going to cancel my subscription because i never use Netflix. Uh, and then there are other times when it's like, man, what would I do without Netflix? I'm, I haven't been off it for weeks. Um, I don't know if that's their business model. Who knows? Um... Amazon Prime has, I have been aware recently, has started picking up some stand-up comedy. I know they've done um, they've done stand-up specials like Netflix would. But Netflix does kind of hold the monopoly at this point in time. Um, as I said, we've been watching a lot of stuff in the last week. I actually looked at the list, I was like, man, it's only a week since I did a podcast, because that's a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm not going to talk about those things just yet I'm just going to talk about something um, that really stands out you know when you use something a lot you notice things about it more it's quite obvious I'm sure Um, I refuse to pay for HD Netflix it's like what £2.50 a month more and to me, it's the difference between Netflix being affordable and not. Uh, we're talking the difference between 5 and £7.50. Um, but, you know, when you're on a budget and that budget's tight, £2.50 makes a difference somewhere. So, I don't pay for HD Netflix. For ages... That didn't seem to make all that much of a difference. Notice recently that some things you watch on Netflix, it's like this is perfectly fine, perfectly acceptable quality to watch something that you are streaming to your device, whichever that is. And I had a conversation, I did a podcast last night where I had a conversation where I was talking about Netflix being free. And I was corrected that it isn't free. It. It's like, well, no, but you know, you get when you're using it, you get a lot out of it. Something I've noticed recently is <clears throat> that Netflix have seemed to been like, oh, you don't pay for the HD version of Netflix, so you're gonna get uh, every now and then something you want to watch is gonna look like your internet is non-existent. Um, some of the stuff is just like, wow, this reminds me of old school, uh, not quite dial-up internet, but old school broadband when like, streaming stuff was almost non-existent. Um, I honestly think a company like Netflix are almost definitely doing this on purpose to try and increase people's subscription amounts. You know, when you sit and watch them, they go, that that's terrible quality. Uh, and, and they sort of come back on that one. It's, well, what do you expect? You don't pay for the HD version. That's how you up people's subscriptions. But I've noticed recently that it's a lot more obvious recently. Um, so, yeah, well, it's just, uh, that's just an observation. Um... Something that something that happened to me last night, um, but it's not that it happened last night. It's not just happened last night. It happened. It's happened multiple times recently, um, and at the point it happened, I wrote it down on my list to talk about because I was like, this is. Annoying to me. Um, So. I wanted to talk about. Quote unquote. Alpha males. In the gym. Uh, I know we don't talk about the gym usually. Until the back end. But. Today is a little different. But this is a different thing. So. Something that I've noticed. Um. I, uh, I have to say I go to the gym at half ten on a night um, that's not strictly true sometimes I go earlier uh, and as it was last night sometimes I go later uh, but I go to the gym at night uh, I turn up at that time because I on the principle that there's going to be less people there doesn't always work out, uh, especially at this time of year, uh, because you know, everybody's got to go to the gym in January. Yeah, let's see you there in July. Um, and you know, some days, uh, sometimes you see the same faces. Sometimes you see you see somebody you've never seen before. Um, sometimes it's like groups of people. And you get different types of people. Um, as a as a man something that I feel really i don't know how this about something I feel really uncomfortable with is when i'm either when I get to the gym and there's one person there but that person is a woman and I'm like i feel super uncomfortable um there's times when you get to the gym and there's like one or two people there and you, I mean, you You know, you don't speak to people or I don't speak to people, I don't engage people, Um, but those people are together and, you know, I'm not going to the gym at ten, eleven, twelve o'clock at night because I'm there for a a good time, I want to go when it's quiet so I can do my workout and get the fuck out of there and then it's like, oh, oh good, it's really loud because, yeah, that's a thing. Um, yeah you know there's, it's various situations you know there is a reason I go to the gym at the time that I go um, I just want to go get done and get out um, I used to go to the gym at five o'clock on an evening and it'd be rammed and the gym I go to uh, which I don't mention by name um, they have all these various different rules and regulations that are up on the walls and stuff Uh, And they don't enforce any of them. Um, However, when myself or somebody else that I know um, has a small infraction, um, when two of you walk into the gym together, but only one of you uses your key fob to get in, oh yeah, they're straight on that one, aren't they? It's like, all right, why don't you enforce all of the rules rather than enforcing something that makes no difference i'm sure it makes a difference i'm not saying that i'm saying you know you've got posters up on the walls you've got signs up everywhere but nobody's enforcing any of it so i stopped going to the gym at five o'clock uh i want to go at a quiet time i've worked out the quieter of times to go ideally i'd go to the gym at one o'clock in the morning but you know gotta sleep at some point um so something that has started to become apparent is like i said the the subject of this is quote unquote alpha males in the gym so it's really it's quite hard to explain you get these people who come into the gym they you it's usually somebody who comes in either just after you get there, or a little bit after you get there. And their number one sort of workout routine, the, the way that they are going to work out, is no matter what it is you've used, they're going to use it next. So, it's like... uh uh, you know you go and do your bench press and then you you walk away from the bench and immediately that person goes to the bench it's like uh, okay you know are we on the same training regime? Cool we are we are synced up okay uh, you go from there and you go and uh, you know you go and lift some dumbbells oh they, they they need to lift dumbbells. You go to use the curly bar. Uh, oh they need to use the curly bar and so on and so forth their entire training regime is whatever you use last is their next piece of equipment for me personally if I'm in the gym and somebody's using the thing that I need to or want to use next I'll go and use something else until it's free so I generally don't um I'm I trying not to say the word Banksy. I generally don't try and secure machines or equipment or anything. I was in the gym the other night. Uh, there's a guy that often is there... Or has often been there when I've been there before. This is one man. And he can manage to monopolise... Nearly two-thirds of a floor in the gym. Some of the things that he mon- that he's using... Is literally to put his phone on, or his drinks bottle, or his bag, or his weightlifting belt. Like he's like spread out, and then he's using multiple things at once. That to me, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to a different floor because apparently I can't use any of this equipment because you need it all. Things like that. That's an alpha male move. Some people might say it's a dick move, but let's go with alpha male. I said I was talking to somebody the other day about this, and I was like, the worst thing is that he knows what he's doing. This is the thing: the the these are the sort of the, 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 the alpha male in the gym is it's it's being done for a reason. Alpha male is often a, a sort of associated with power, you know, somebody trying to have power over somebody else the weird thing that I often find is that 90% of the time the the person who is trying to be the alpha male in these scenarios is like little skinny guys I don't know if it's some kind of strange complex like, I don't want to say inferiority complex or if it's I don't know it, it's just this nine times out of ten the person in question is like a little skinny guy give you an example like I say I don't try and sort of secure things I got to the gym late last night I don't like getting there late for me late because I like to have a little bit of time when I get home because obviously when you go to the gym you've got adrenaline and endorphins racing through your body you basically can't just go and get into bed and go to sleep um So I try and have a little bit of a sit down, drink some water, chill out. Um, As it was, I hadn't even had any tea last night. Um, So I'm running out the door to, to... I had to drop Luke off. I had to then go to Tesco's and then go to the gym. I get to the gym late. So first thing that's like... There's people there. I'm like, there's people there, and I'm late. I'm here later. There's people there. Um, so I go. There's these uh, three ladies there. Uh, they're all using different things, but they all seem to be like a group. So it's like cool. I just get on doing uh, doing my thing, and then, as with groups of people, all at once they left. I'm like, cool. Jim to myself. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Within five minutes of that, I'm like, what's that noise? Look around, and there's a guy. And he's not he's not a short guy, but he's like, you know, slim. Not anorexic, but not overweight in any way, shape or form. Um, and I'm like, okay, so there's somebody else here. That's that so i'm on the bench i'm doing some uh, some bench press i come off the bench and i'm like right i've got to get stuff done i like to uh, set things up if i'm on my own so there was a couple of things that i'd set up because i was on my own i walk away from the bench to go and do some uh some dumbbell curls and immediately the guy's on the bench i'm like Uh, okay okay that's that's the thing um done some uh dumbbell curls and this is the thing the one time that i've ever done this when there's somebody else there i actually set up a piece of equipment to use but i wasn't going to use it next i'm like there's me there's this other guy I can't imagine this guy's gonna mind that I've set up. It was the curly bar. I put um, a couple of plates on a curly bar. I can't imagine this guy's gonna mind if I just set this up and then go and do something on the cable machine. How wrong could I be? Because of course, the only piece of equipment in the entire gym that guy needed to use after doing his bench yeah curly bar so like I said if it had been me I'd looked and gone this guy's obviously using that I'm here to do a workout I've got loads you know he just started he just done his first exercise I've got loads of other things to do I'll leave him to the curly bar and I'll go and do this or I'll unload the curly bar and then and this is often the case and this is the bit I don't get I will then load smaller weights onto the piece of equipment every single time something like this happens with these one of these quote-unquote alpha males They always reduce the weight. Now in my head. If I was trying to perform an alpha male move. I'd increase the weight. You know. I've been there before where I've walked up to a machine. That somebody's previously used. And I've looked at what weight they've been lifting. I've been like. Oh they're lifting less than I would. I've changed the weight and I've cracked on. But I've increased it. It's a strange concept to me to pull this power move but then decrease the weight. But it's every time. I've never seen it the other way. Ever. It's every time. And I was just like... Seriously? That's what we're going to do? The, the place was empty. It was me and this other guy. I broke gym protocol I broke gym protocol I fully accept that that's the case but I can safely say that that is the first time I have ever done that in all the time of going to the gym I have been going to the gym since I was like 14 years old on and off that is potentially the first time I've ever done it when I've not been on my own if I'm on my own, I'll go and set the entire gym up. But, I'd already set up things when I was on my own. And the last thing I set up was the curly bar. And all I could think was, this guy's not going to mind. But he didn't even say to me, sorry mate, are you about to use this? Because uh, I could do it to get a setting. And I'd have been like, oh, I was about to, but I just wanted to get this cable in so if you need to go ahead and use it and i'll just use it after you problem was i only had two things left to do one was the curly bar the other was curly bar on cable machine and i was just like i i i i don't need this i'm done i i don't i don't understand the concept of why this is necessary I don't care about stuff like this. I wouldn't walk around the gym chasing somebody around equipment. I would do the opposite. And this is probably why I'm sitting here complaining. I'm not complaining, but this is why I'm addressing it now. Because I wouldn't do any of these things. But it's amazing to me the number of people who would. The number of people who go to the gym purposefully to do your workout. One machine behind you, apparently. You're on the bench, they're on the bench. You're on the on the dumbbells, they're on the dumbbells. You're on the curl bar, they're on the curl bar. Apparently, that's how they've set out to do their workout. I don't know if it's a thing where this person's turned up and gone, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in the gym, so I'll just copy you. That could potentially be it. And maybe it's a situation where they've gone... You've been going to the gym longer than me. I haven't been going to the gym very long. I need to reduce the weight. Maybe I'm looking at this completely wrong. But it's just a bizarre concept to me. Because I wouldn't do it. I don't know if that... Is that me ranting? I don't feel like I was was ranting... Um, Anyway, it was something that struck me as something I see all too often and something that baffles me as a concept. So I thought I'd uh, bore you guys about it. Right. Uh, That's that, really. So we're straight into um, things. So I have watched... One, two... Two and two-thirds... Documentaries. Uh, The first one I watched was I saw that there was a documentary movie type thing on Netflix. Um, Why have I come on? If I didn't, if I don't remember the name, why have I closed it? Right, Iron Fists and Kung Fu Kicks. This is a documentary about the rise of the martial arts film. Uh, I am a man who enjoys or has enjoyed in the past a martial, martial arts movie. Um, came to the came to the sort of the, the martial arts movie game a little bit late uh, because of the the time that I was born and stuff. Uh, a friend of mine got me heavily into martial arts movies, but a certain point in time, so I wasn't into Bruce Lee. I was into Jackie Chan. Uh, Jackie Chan, Sammo Hung, mm. things like that. Um, and then went back and watched the Bruce Lee stuff. Um, I mean, you know, Bruce Lee is hands down a legend. But so is Jackie Chan. So, you know. Uh, this is a documentary about like how the first Kung Fu movies came about. And how it progressed. Um, the various different uh, movie studios in... Like Hong Kong and Asia, Uh, Golden Harvest being one of the big ones, Uh, Shaw Brothers, um, places like that. How these people tried to break into Hollywood and how that sort of went, you know, Bruce Lee with the Green Hornet and other things, Uh, obviously the movies that he made. Uh, Jackie Chan was, you know, infamous for trying to break into Hollywood and never could, and then when he did. I'm pretty sure it was off the back of a terrible film. Although, Rumble in the Bronx, I seem to think that was quite a big film for Jackie Chan. Um, But I am almost positive that the film that broke Hollywood for him was like... The Tuxedo. Obviously there was Rush Hour. Um, They were quite big. But Jackie Chan's an absolute master. Um... One of the best, one of the best films, let alone uh, sort of my flights movies, I've ever seen, is the original uncut version of Drunken Master Two. Um, still to this day, that, that film is just baffling to me. The way that the that there are things like, they demolish an entire building, like a tea house, through fighting. Um, it's amazing that film um so yeah it went through all that like all, all the way from like the first uh the bruce lee era um the Jack chan era so on and so forth no i don't think there was any real mention of jet lee which is strange and then sort of what 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 there is around now you know all these other countries that are making films i'm pretty sure the raid got a mention um it was thoroughly enjoyable. If if you've ever enjoyed a martial arts film, if you're a Bruce Lee fan or a Jack Chan fan, or you know you're into those sorts of films, well worth a watch. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, kung fu kicks and iron fists. Did I say? For me. Iron fists and kung fu kicks. You know, get it right. Um, absolutely fantastic. Well worth a watch. Uh, straight then into documentary. I'd heard a lot about. Uh, pretty sure me and Mister Panas had a conversation about it. Neither is neither of us had seen it at that time. I rectified that by watching it. Documentary called Game Changers. Obviously, it's got a lot of press recently, both good and bad. Um, the principle being: Can you be an athlete on a what they refer to as plant based diet. What they're essentially saying is vegan. Um, I certainly prefer the term plant based to vegan. Um, but yeah there was. Uh, Arnie was in it. Talking about how he went from eating meat and eggs. 250 pounds of protein a day. Um, to now He he's sort of plant-based and has the lowest cholesterol he's ever had in his life you know the health benefits i know not uh, you know a number of people i've spoken to say that um the people have switched to a vegan diet or a plant-based diet for health benefits i know kevin smith certainly did that uh i was talking to a guy at work saying his wife had switched for health benefits and everybody i've ever heard of doing that has said that they've seen significant signs of change in their health. It is a health benefit. There was uh, the guy that was the like running the documentary, like his documentary, he was a former UFC fighter, UFC champion, um, who suffered uh, severe injury to his knees and, and started the journey looking into how to recover better, which led him down this, this path there was also a guy who was attempting to carry the most weight over a certain distance he was plant-based um, and then there was like you know like I say celebrities that the celebrities that turn up um, and talk about being plant-based um, it's been heavily criticized and then a lot of people talk talk a lot very positive about it i can see why it was it has been heavily criticized it literally only gives one side of the argument and that argument is plant-based is the best way i'm a believer in there is a diet out there for every single person and and that diet is the one that works And this is coming from a man. Who can't find a diet that works. That's not true. I did find a diet that worked. But it was super difficult. To stick to. um, Because it was. Two parts. Um, It was an insane diet. And an insane. uh, Workout schedule. Schedule. Um, And at this point in time. That doesn't quite fit in with my lifestyle. Uh, I am trying to rectify that, but it is, at the moment, slow going. Anyway, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of the other side of the argument, but it was just non-stop, uh, plant-based is the way to go. That's the answer. Um, I know from people that I follow. Um, certainly, people like Joe Rogan have done the uh, Carnivore Month, and a couple of the guys that I follow who did the document, who were in the documentary, Bigger, Stronger, Faster, and Prescription Thugs, and there was another one. Um, they're doing the Carnivore Month, but they generally do Carnivore anyway. For them, what has worked, what does work, what works, is nothing but me. And, like, you know, I think Joe Rogan's lost X amount of weight for a man that didn't really have a lot of weight to lose. Um, the guys, Mark Bell, is um, the other guy, Chris Bell? Um, they're absolutely shredded. Mark Bell has gone from being, uh, well, looking like me, to being, uh, he's, he's done, like, bodybuilding competitions. He's shredded and he just says you know on the carnivore diet he can eat what he wants in the sense of you know he can eat as much meat as he wants uh very reminiscent of the atkins diet which you know any diet that comes with a government health warning is probably not uh, ideal um the diet that works is the diet that works for you in your lifestyle, that's the one, so everybody will tell you that you know, this will work or that will work, and I, I've tried all sorts of diets, um, and as I'm sure you, you will know, not many of them work for me. <sighs> It was a very interesting and very enjoyable watch and why because I, I, I can see why it's very positive on one side for a lot of people and very negative on one side for a lot of other people. You're not going to tell a person who's doing a carnivore diet that they need to switch to a plant-based diet. It's that simple and you're not going to tell somebody who is plant-based that a carnivore only diet is the answer. So I think that is why there's those two sides. So that was the documentary Game Changers. I am not going to review the next thing. I'm just going to tell you what I am watching and give you a little bit of something about it. What I am watching currently is there are three hour long episodes on Netflix... Uh, Shit, I didn't write the full name down. It's the Aaron Hernandez. Is it Mind of a Killer? One moment, please, caller. The Mind of Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Whichever way you want to say that. I thought it had a slightly different name than that. Anyway, I can't imagine at this point in time that many people don't know about this documentary. It's been absolutely everywhere. Um, I was quite. Can you say you're quite looking forward to watch something about somebody who was essentially a serial killer? Um, <coughs> anybody who doesn't know, uh, Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, uh, was a former but only because he went to prison. Tight end for the New England Patriots. Uh, Anybody who listens to the NFL podcast or knows about my NFL history, I am not a fan of the New England Patriots. Um, He was drafted and played alongside Rob Gronkowski, who's potentially one of the best tight ends who's ever played the game. And he was as good, some people potentially thought that he was better than Gronk. Um, what unfolded was that he played a a full season for the New England Patriots and then he was arrested for murder. Which people couldn't believe at the time, how is this possible? And through the course of the investigation, it would appear that it it was just a snowball effect. More and more bodies started turning up more murders that he was connected to, and so on and so forth. I've watched the first two episodes. There are three episodes. I'm hoping to watch the next and last one uh, tonight, Thursday sort of area. Um, It has been absolutely mind-boggling. There'd been a couple of issues with the way it's been not portrayed but told like the the documentary took a real swerve at one point and i was like what the hell has just happened um i felt like they could have sort of you know led you into certain things slightly better uh but it is absolutely bonkers um I partially followed it at the time. I was aware of it and what had happened. And I also know the outcome of certain aspects of that case. Um, So I'm not going to review it because I haven't finished it. And I don't want it to take a sudden turn on me. What I will say is... um, It's like it's gripping. It's like you're just almost on the edge of your seat because you just can't believe... The things that are in it. That that are happening. Have or could have actually happened. Some of the stuff is bonkers. Some of the people in it. Are bonkers. Um, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to watching the last episode. Uh, and sort of seeing what what the documentary shows as a resolution to this um, there are a couple of interesting facts that I know about it that I don't know I presume will be covered as far as the documentary is concerned but it is riveting um, so yeah hopefully next next week I'll be able to give you the uh, the full review on that one right I have watched one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different not no no that's not true. I've watched five different comedians, seven stand up specials in the last week. Um I will go through them if you are not a fan of stand-up or you just don't simply just don't care about what's about to happen feel free to skip forward what I will say is I've got seven stand-up specials to go through five different stand-up comedians it might take a little while skip forward um, ten minutes maybe and check back in Um, so yeah there that's enough of an opportunity for you to skip forward. Okay. Number one is... I watched the... Seth... Mayer? Mayer? I don't know how that's pronounced. Um, he is... You know, like A talk show host for American TV. Um, I'd seen a couple of trailers. Well, no, that's not true. I'd seen the same trailer a few times. On Netflix... Um, I often look at these things as a bit of a... If the trailer makes me chuckle... You guys know the way I work with stand-up now. If the trailer makes me chuckle, I'm like... Well, presumably the stand-up special will be good. Gave it a whirl. Wasn't disappointed. It was was thoroughly enjoyable. um, Just a good, solid stand-up special. If you know who he is give it a whirl, if you like a good solid stand up special, give it a go, I think it's called like Lobby Baby or something, um, which is a story that's covered in it, Um, thoroughly enjoyable, Uh, I don't really have a a, a grading for uh, stand up comedy, Um, I think at some point I suggested that maybe I should, I would give it uh, 4 out of 5 microphones, how about that? Um, a good uh, 8 out of 10 for for the Sam Muscross in the world. Um, like I say, that's kind of that. Uh, the next one I went on to, this is a bit of a, one of those. It was D. Ray Davis. What I will say is, I was flicking through all the stand-up comedy, and I randomly stopped on this person, their little trailer thing started playing, And their little trailer thing made me chuckle. So I put it on. I didn't know who this person was. Turned out that they are an African American actor. Which I didn't realise. And apparently stand up comedian. Um, Watched that. Some bits were a little lost on me. Um, A lot around... The fact that this guy is an actor that I don't know what he has been in, so those bit those elements were a little bit lost. Um, A couple of other sort of things about it were a little. I was a little bit like, uh, not sure. Other than that, very enjoyable, very funny, Um, certainly an enjoyable watch. Something that I stumbled across that I was like, eh, that little bit of what I've seen there made me chuckle, let's give it a whirl, and off the back of that, I wasn't disappointed. So, in in that sort of scenario, that's a win-win in my book. Uh, so that was D. Ray Davis. Uh, I haven't written the names of any of these down, I'm working on the principle, if you guys need to actually go and find it, I imagine doing a search for the name will get you there. The next stand-up special I watched was Ron White. Now then, this one was called... I'll Stop Talking If You Stop Listening, maybe? I didn't know much about Ron White, but I've heard his name mentioned a few times recently by other comedians. And from what I can gather he's kind of like a well-known alcoholic you know there's there's like people out there in the world that just sort of resign themselves to being alcoholics Kiefer Sutherland is the one that always springs to mind I'm pretty sure that there's this thing that he's an alcoholic but there's this sort of the phrase of fully functioning alcoholic which I, I don't know how that phrase makes me feel um but it's a thing, apparently. And I think Kiefer Sutherland was always the one that I was like, how strange. Because he would just, at various points, be like, yes, I'm an alcoholic. No, it doesn't interfere with my life. No, I'm not going to stop. So deal with it, and let's all move on together. Um. So Ron White seems to be a guy who walks out on stage with a large bottle of... It was like a decanter of Alcohol. Uh, potentially a whiskey, let's go with. Uh, You know, the glass that he was drinking was a full glass bar in the ice. And a cigar, which I'm surprised you can get away with in this day and age, on stage tells jokes. Aging, sort of, you would sort of say, probably in his twilight years, kind of comedian. Very thick American... ..um sort of a gravelly voice Um, comes out and does comedy Um, very very good obviously uh, at the start it just goes through the number of stand up specials that this guy has done in the last 10 years or something and it seemed to literally be one a year Uh, I think some of those might have been stand up albums rather than actual specials I don't know this is the first one I've seen but it's not the first time i've heard his name mentioned so let's go with that um, just very enjoyable there was one thing though there was a point where he sort of stumbled over his words and sort of came, it kind of came across like like he was like he was that drunk that he couldn't get the words out because there was a lot of words and all that sort of stuff And then he was like, oh, you know, I'll give it another go. And he had another go and he couldn't get it out again. And then he had a drink and could get the words out. And to start with, I was like, oh, you know, he just fluffed fluffed the joke because he's pissed. But then I was like, is he putting this on? Is this part of the act? Because it feels a little forced. But it moved on and that was that. But it happened again later, and I was like, "This is part of the act. This is the I'm an alcoholic, but the more I drink, the more I'm able to function." Kind of joke. Um, like I say, anything like that—that's like you know—it's a little forced, whatever. I I feel it, and I'm like, "I'm good, thanks. Let's not do this. Let's just move on." Other than that, good solid stand-up special. Um, So, I watched another stand-up special. I do actually have the name of this one, which is, you know, nice and consistent. Uh, This one was Chris D'Elia, Man on Fire. Now then, the reason I watched this was because I watched the little thing and it looked kind of good, but Chris D'Elia is a name that I've heard mentioned a lot by the group of comedians that I listen to a lot. So obviously my heavy hitters are Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, Bert Kreischer, Tom Segoia. uh, Ari Shafir is sort of in that periphery, but I've tried to watch his specials and they do literally nothing for me. And I listened to uh, the Sober October recap podcast today, the Joe Rogan one, and I realised that I really don't think I like... Harry Shafir, as a person, Um, reminds me a little bit, too much people that, I, that I wouldn't associate with, let's put it that way, Um, but, like I have this core, group of comedians, that I listen to, for whatever reason, podcasts, stand up, whatever, Chris D'Elia is a name that gets mentioned, a lot, in those circles, so I'm like, well I'm kind of working on, the principle that he's, He's good. Um, Watched his special. Again. Certainly enjoyable. Super solid stand up special. Uh, Did It it was one of those. It helped that he did a series of jokes. That I could sort of. Easily relate to. uh, For whatever reason. So that was good. Again another good. Solid stand up special. That one. I do know the name of. Man on fire. Um. There was one that he did like this whole bit at the back end about uh, his friend. It was his best friend. And his best friend had a baby. And they had this child. And he just was leaning super heavy on him being like keeping it real and being gangster and all this. It it got a little too heavy on that side of it. When he's like a, a white skinny guy. It's like... Let, let's leave the. I'm keeping it real and I'm being a gangster while I was talking about, you know, how this, you know, how, is it, how he interacts with this kid. Start with that. Right, I watched three stand up specials from the same comedian. Now then, I am pretty sure that this particular comedian has had some trouble recently so the comedian in question is Jim Jeffries i've stayed away from him as a comedian because i think that there was a little bit of trouble recently not Louis CK trouble more in the sense that i'm pretty sure he had a tv program i'm pretty sure the tv program was him interviewing people for whatever reason and I'm pretty sure the trouble that he got in was the TV show would do the interview and then they would take the footage away and cut and edit the footage to make the other person, the person that he was interviewing, look a particular way. I've seen various videos where people like the people he's interviewed are like, here's what I said. Da, 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 da. Here's what the show portrayed me having said da, 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 those are two completely different things and taken out of context I look really bad I saw a couple of different videos from a couple of different people I' am pretty sure I'd seen a load of stuff that talked about these issues that's about all I know but because of that I was a bit like I don't really want to condone this behavior by watching these spe- any specials or whatever. Um, but as it is, when you're flicking through Netflix, you're going through the comedy section, you scroll across and it stops. And I did that and it stopped on the first of these Jim Jefferies stand-up specials. The little trailer started playing. He'd said a few jokes and I was laughing. And I'm like, oh, man, you know... Uh, you, I, that was it. You know, that seems quite good. It seems enjoyable. Maybe I'll give it a whirl, which I did, and then I purposefully went and found other stand-up specials by him, and I watched those as well. I found them to be thoroughly enjoyable, very funny. weirdest thing was, I was sure he was British, and then so far through it turns out he was Australian. Was like okay, but then his third special that i watched was done in london and then he starts talking about how london's his second home and he lived there for 10 years or england's his second home and he lived there for 10 years i was like oh maybe that's why i thought he was british anyway leans heavily on he i don't want to spoil it but he met a woman six weeks later she was pregnant he leans heavily on that aspect of his life um, also talks a lot about uh, excessive drug use, um, so things that I can relate to basically, um, whatever he's done or hasn't done, I don't overly know, if I felt inclined I should probably go and do a little bit more research, I haven't done that, all I know is that I watched those specials, I enjoyed them, they made me laugh, and that is kind of that, Um That was all the stand-up that I watched. Uh, That I feel was a lot of stand-up. But it's something that I enjoy immensely. And I enjoy new... uh, But I also enjoy going back and watching old stuff. Um, So yeah. Looking forward to seeing... um, Both... Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura... Have got their latest specials coming out... At some point soon. Um, I mean very much looking forward to the Burt Kreischer one, especially with the whole not getting to see him Um, I'm more intrigued about the Tom Segoia one, because obviously I saw him on that tour and didn't feel that the set was particularly ready and then like a week later he's recording his special, I was like ooh, that's that's going to be interesting, so it's more like a curiosity with that one, excuse me Um, In the gym, I've been watching uh, Evangelion, still. Uh, It's started getting to that point where it's getting a bit weird, uh, but that's Evangelion for you. Uh, I haven't really watched anything else. Obviously, I've just rattled off a load of documentaries and a load of stand-up I've been watching, so, you know, forgive me. Um, I'll keep watching Evangelion until it's done, and then I'll probably have to settle on watching something uh yeah, so that's that. Let's talk computer games. So last we spoke I've been playing Days Gone. Uh Don't know if it had been the point where it had annoyed me, so I'd gone to put something else on. But um I started playing the game Vampire. That is V-A-M-P-Y R. You know. Um little bit of backstory about this. The game in question. Vampire is a game that I followed through its development. From when it was first announced. Everything that was released about it. And at the point it was released. I got it straight off the bat. Um, me and JK were very much into the idea of this game. It's vampire. You have supernatural powers. Um, I'm very much like. As far as like vampire sort of stuff is concerned. I like vampires that can turn into bats or smoke or have like the more supernatural powers Um, the guy uh, in in this can do like a like he can dash forward but he sort of disappears when he does it Um, the reason that I put it on is because I never finished it originally because the game was too difficult and I really tried, and I really, really tried to finish it. But it was just too hard, which I felt was a shame. Um, put it on because I knew at the time that if you play as a bad guy, you get more powers because you get more XP. Um, so you're able to upgrade, and apparently it made the game easier. So I was like, tell you what, I'm going to play that, and I'm going to play as a bad guy started the game asked me to pick a difficulty i selected easy started playing the game and as i'm playing the game i'm like "Hmm, this game seems quite easy compared to how i remember so i'm like did this game have a difficulty setting originally So I played it more and I played it more and I'm finding that it's, you know, quite doable, which I remember it not being when I played it originally. So the next day I text JK and I'm like, did Vampire have a difficulty setting originally? He's like, no, the game developers added a difficulty setting to it because people had said that it was too difficult. And I was like, well, it was. Um, And now that I'm playing it on easy, it's really playable. Um, Over the course of the last week, I played it and finished it, which I was really happy about. Thoroughly enjoyable gaming experience. Um, If it's a game that you haven't played or you haven't picked up, um, and you like um, third-person running around a city, fighting with vampire hunters supernatural powers and a really sort of in-depth story maybe give that a go I imagine you could probably pick it up for dirt at at this point in time can't imagine it was very well received Um, but I I will certainly recommend that game, especially now now that it's had this update to make it easier Um, still didn't feel like going back to playing Days Gone it had proper pissed me off Uh, I think I did cover that last time. So, jumped into the back catalogue to look for games I hadn't finished. Because I had such a sort of success story with Vampire, I was like, well, let's have a look and see what else we never finished. Uh, One of my uh, sort of gaming secrets is that I never finished Horizon Zero Dawn. It's a game that I've played multiple times, but never progressed past a certain point. I was like, right, Having played Vampire and finished it, I think now could be the time to play Horizon Zero Dawn and attempt to finish it. That is the game I'm playing at the moment. Um, I think, if I'm honest, there are elements of that game that I would like to see. It's got the survival element that goes with, like, like you know, my issues with Days Gone and stuff. Um, but I feel like I wish that game felt like it got easier as it went on. Um, you're always on the back foot because ultimately you've got a bow and arrow and a stick. And you're fighting giant metal animals. So there's that. Obviously you can upgrade, you get like you know upgrades for your character, you can get better weapons and all that stuff. Sort of but it never really feels like you're... I mean, that's not necessarily true. You always, you're always you always going to be better off when you're upgrading. Um, but, yeah... I found myself running through sections just so that I don't have to fight certain things. There was this bit with this giant bird and I just ran away from it... Um, trying to stick to the story so that i can get through the game if it's a game that i finish and feel good about i might go back and do a bit more of the side missions i believe there is a lot um that is kind of that i haven't finished it i'm thinking i might finish it in the next few days couple of days maybe depending on sort of podcasting schedule and stuff um i'll keep you posted on that one i went out last night part of the reason that i went uh, to tesco's last night was to pick up a copy of control because brand new it was 27 28 quid uh, which is less than i paid for its second hand when i had it originally my objective with this game is to attempt to go and do some side missions to upgrade my character to attempt to finish that game because it is it is haunting me that i wasn't able to finish that game Uh, I very much feel that if I can do that and get it finished, that I will go back and start it again and try and do a bit more of it as I go through rather than trying to work backwards. So you might get an update on Control in the next week or so. As far as VR is concerned, I feel very sorry for the the quest. Uh, I haven't turned it on. Uh, Between being sick... Which just seems to be a constant thing in my life now. And having found these games that I actually want to sit down and play. There just hasn't been the opportunity to actually put the VR on. Either I've been sick and I haven't been able to play. Or I'm like, well I just want to play that at this point in time. Fully intend over the course of the weekend. To get back to playing a little bit of VR. I want to finish Red Matter have another go on thrill of the fight. Uh, I think Beat Saber's had another update. There was something else that had an update. Um, short version is I want to get back to playing some VR. I'll keep you posted on that one. Finally, um as you guys know uh it's probably gonna it's probably not gonna come as a surprise to you. I've been to the gym. Um currently hitting the What's very it seems very natural five times a week. Um, I usually don't go to the gym the night that I do the football podcast, and I usually don't go to the gym on a Saturday night, whether that's due to family commitments or um, it just seems to be the most natural other day not to go. If I'm honest, I would like to be going six times a week. Um, I feel the the workout routine that I'm doing at the moment leans leans a bit heavier towards six days a week. Um, But also, I feel that the possibility of this constant illness might actually be something to do with me not getting enough rest. So, I'm okay at the moment with five days a week. But I certainly would prefer it to be six. Um, I'm getting back to getting the cardio up. Uh, That is the one thing I know I need to focus heavily on. What I will say, or what I can say is, that I have had some fairly substantial increases in the weight that I've been lifting. Um, And I've ordered something today to uh, go back to being able to do some exercises that I haven't been doing recently because i sustained an injury um, nearly a year ago doing certain exercises because i didn't have the proper equipment the um, short version is i've really badly hurt my back because i didn't i wasn't using any back support so i have rectified that by ordering something that will support my back which should allow me to go and do certain exercises keep posted on that one Um, I'm going to go to the gym tonight I went last night, I went the night before so on and so forth Um, so yeah, the weight is going up Um, my weight isn't going down um, but hoping to rectify that and I say that without having stepped on a set of scales in months I just presume although I did go back down in uh, in gene size from Christmas to now so who knows um that is that is that that is the podcast for this week um thank you very much for joining me uh, we've seen some absolutely amazing podcast numbers recently um both through actual podcast listens uh but we've seen some really good views on youtube i know there's not always a lot to watch i do try and make some make uh, put some pretty pictures on these ones so if you are uh listening do jump over to youtube and just check us out over there and see sort of stuff uh obviously there are video with a lot of the podcasts that we do um so yeah do check us out on youtube but thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody that's been tuning in recently. Um, like I say, some absolutely amazing numbers and hopefully that's going to keep going into this this year. So that's that. Thank you very much, guys. And I will speak to you next week. So there we go. What do you think to that? Another one done, another week in the bag, another week gone. YouTube watchers, make sure YouTube subscribers, like, share, comment. Everybody jump over to thecookieass.com, check us out over there, send us some love. So that's it for this week, until next week I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.